Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hi there, and welcome to episode 7 of Yakety Yak, a WandaVision podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today are two special guests. Hi, I'm Vinny. Hi, I'm uh, Gordon. And together, well, almost all of us make up Blackwater Jam. Oh my god. Uh, a long-ass time ago, us and our friend Sean used to be in a band back in high school, and it was awesome and awful and kind of silly but all of us also yeah they were good times they were really funny times and it's cool playing uh live on stage um all of the stone pony yeah we played the stone pony asbury park Yeah, so all of us watch WandaVision as well, and we're just going to talk about it um, and just kind of goof off like we're 17 again. Guys, thoughts of episode 7 of WandaVision and all the crazy revelations between, um, well, just everything shit. Oh, man. I called everything that was going to (laughs) happen. All right, well, please, share, indulge us. Photon, Monica Rambeau, Photon. Oh, Photon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she finally turns into Photon. We finally get to see it. Well, not a fish. Yeah. That was a given, though. I think everybody knew that was coming because they kind of like, explicitly foreshadowed that in other episodes. Do you think she she became Photon when she went through that time? Or did yeah. she have the power inside her all along? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that was the genetic push that she needed to become, like, I wouldn't say a mutant, but, you know, to alter her DNA to the point where she became a superhero. Now she's got some crazy powers, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for, for that development. Gordon, what... That's presumably going to lead into her into Captain Marvel 2, I presume. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was just wondering up until that point. You knew it was going to happen, but we were wondering, because they hinted at, like, you know, her DNA changing. Was, like, was the transformation already happening? Was she already... Like, was she already having superpowers? And this was just, like, pushing over the edge. But, yeah, in this one, it did, did seem to be, like, confirming that, you know, crossing through multiple times is what pushed it over. But, yeah, that was the catalyst right there. That was awesome. That was awesome. Just when she's going in and you think, oh, you know, this, this is, this is going to go. Like, you didn't expect that much resistance. And then, like, to throw it out completely, like, the... X was playing, like, defense against this giant truck and just spit it out, like, oh, well, that's... <laughs> that I did not see coming. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the visual, uh, visual anomalies and stuff like that when she first gets through, where she's seeing everything. I don't know what the hell... That would be, like, all the, uh, the electronic energy coming from everything. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on it taking place in the 2000s? To me, it just felt like you're watching, like, normal television. Oh, like, Modern Family is done, and The Office is done, so this is, like, the next thing. And, you know, just just the, the moments of, you know, staring at the camera and, like, interviews and, like, when, when Vision, when um, they set up the roadblock in the middle of the road, and Vision <laughs> just kind of looks at the camera like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> 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 just all those little things. 
being that comedy and it being funny, but it also being very, 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 very dark. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like that the comedy like accentuates the story because um a lot of the uh, a lot of the talking to the camera gags work really well for um, showcasing Wanda's kind of internal struggle, her fucking um, like kind of crazy i don't know what's going on i'm losing touch with things like we were able to see a lot of that through the the uh the talking to the camera moments which i thought was really Absolutely. cool yeah i think like her mental state was just so fully on display in the beginning you're trying to figure out okay she's controlling this this is like her giant coping mechanism for vision's death and now it's like when the boys ask about like oh where's where's dad and like, oh, well, if he doesn't want to be here, then, like, she's just kind of giving up on that whole scenario, and she just feels, like, defeated, and it, more than ever, like, there's been hints along the way, but more than ever, like, this episode just drove it home before you get to the reveal that, you know, okay, she's definitely not in control of this, all these things are happening, she has no idea why these things are happening, she's, like, reached that point of, you know, just accepting her fate, basically, mm-hmm. and that's when you know, all hell breaks loose. Dude, I love it. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll delve into that in a little bit. Um, yes. All right. Let's talk about that theme song. The Office, right? Blatantly The Office. So, Vin, you're a musician. Can you explain? Well, I mean, all of us were at one point, but you're the one who took it the furthest and are the best by all means. Can you can you explain? Was there something similar in the structure of the office to that theme song? Like, the, were they similar keys or whatever? Like, how did they get away with the copyright? Is what I'm asking. I don't know what key it's in, but it's like literally the same tones and almost the same melody, slightly off. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's enough to get away with it legally. But at the same time, uh, under parody laws, you can do that. That flies. Mm, makes sense. And if it wasn't allowed, Disney would just buy The Office the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Next thing you know, the whole season, every season of The Office is just on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Dude, I love that Peacock's main advertisement is like, hey, did you know that we have The Office? It's like, oh yeah, do you want to pay for this show and this show? It's like, no? Well, what about The Office? <laughs> every Everything they do is like, oh, you like this? This was really cool. By the way, we have The Office. It's literally their entire... <laughs> Their entire streaming service is just The Office. <laughs> There's people that will watch that back to back, back to back, back to back, though. It is. It's just funny to me. All right. So, like, let's talk Vision and uh, and uh, Kat Dennings' character. Darcy. Darcy. Yeah, Darcy. All right. So let's talk Vision and Darcy. What did you guys think of their little escapade from the carnival to uh, the roadblock to whatever the hell's going on? I just love from the beginning all of her, like, you know, she's one of those ones that is kind of breaking the fourth wall in a way. She's just always, like, commenting on the show, very aware of everything, like, Mm -hmm. having the kind of reactions, like, we would, you know, in the past saying, you know, oh, I'm invested and, you know, (laughs) like, caring about the show. Yeah. And and it was really kind of mind-blowing and, like, how the show keeps you up, off balance that she ends up in it. And for a second, I'm like, okay, does she realize she's in this or is she playing along? Or like, she's, she's taken over and then Vision, you know, taps her, her head to, um, you know, get her out, basically snap her out of it. And you're like, oh, okay. Then, you know, she was trapped in this too. 
from the moment she got into it. And, you know, for them, like, it, it was mysterious because I'm like, okay, where are they going? Like, what are they doing? What's, what's the end game here? But, you know, just seeing all the roadblocks along the way is just more hinting at, you know, okay, Wanda doesn't seem to be control, in control of any of this. And just, there's these things just happening that just are impeding their way. And, like, since the, the hex grew to seemingly keep Vision in and bring other people in, like, you know, what what is the purpose of all these people being in here? And it just, you know, kind of adds to the mystery. All doing it while being very funny and just, you know, very quick-witted humor and funny lines to go around. But also, the whole time that all the jokes are flying, there's just this menacing undertone of like okay what's actually happening here yeah no 100% they, they blend drama and comedy really well very few shows I think can pull this off uh, Vin how do you feel about Vision realizing that he's remembering like all the shit basically the relationship and the Avengers and dying apparently twice like do you, do you think he's okay mentally or what he even says it himself that he doesn't remember any of this stuff happening I like that emotionally he still feels for her, but he's just confused as fuck. With good reason, because the memories aren't there. Um, so, like, the. And, and I think Darcy hints at it too. It's like that love, that relationship is real, but everything else is just kind of a cluster, you know, a nightmare. Um, he just feels so lost because it's like Darcy telling him, oh, yeah, you know, this happened and this happened, and, you know, basically catching him up to speed on stuff that everybody else is up to date on and just like, you know, what what have I been doing the rest of my how you know, he doesn't even really have a concept of time. Yeah. In there. So like how long has all this been taking place? Like everything you thought you knew is just crumbling around you and like what what are you doing next? Marcy, <laughs> I'd just like to point out that uh, all it takes is what three or four different times to try and head on it before it's funny because like cat dennings's career has gone like every direction you can imagine in the past like 10 12 years i just remember her from 40 year old virgin i'm just like oh my god seeing her and i keep forgetting like we're the same roughly the same age i think so it's it's just it's funny to me yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and she was she was in like an earlier Thor movie, right? Yeah, she yeah Darcy. That's her character. But then she also did two broke girls on CBS. So yeah, like this that was. Complaint about this is my complaint about Marvel is that there is so much stuff to keep track of, and they're just like, hey, remember this person? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> this was like seven movies ago, and it's like I'll watch the movie. I'll go in not knowing much of anything. All my Marvel experiences, like, has been the movies and, like, the cartoons growing up. But then, 
when, when I see a movie, then I go back and read, okay, what did I miss? Because there's Easter eggs flying all around me that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, hey, remember Darcy? No. Hey, remember Agent Wu? No. And that movie was even more recent. <laughs> Agent Wu? I saw that movie on a plane. Uh, I don't go on planes that much. I'm not a fan of planes. So I feel like I, I watched the movie. I wasn't paying attention. I was more concerned about turbulence. So it's fun. It's funny that you mentioned that because I honestly forgot that Agent Wu was a character too for a bit. I uh, I forgot that he was because I yeah I also watched that one in passing. But then I was like, oh, that's right. Like he he's in Ant Man. Um, Go back and watch the Ant Man movies. Those are great. Well, yeah, they were. They were. Um, it's cool too because uh, Agent Wu. Um, he plays Asian Jim in The Office. So a lot of people were hoping that there'd be a reference to that. Or um, or Jim from The Office, because apparently there's a huge rumor that uh, John Krasinski is going to be, uh, um, what's his name? I was going to say Captain Marvel, not Captain Marvel. Uh, Reed Richards from The Fantastic Four. So, um, yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of potential to bridge that stuff. They didn't go that direction, but it's kind, it's fine. Like, this was pretty funny as it was. We got time. We got time. Yeah. There's so much time. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, oh my god, there's so much still set up. Um Monica, how do we think of what? What are thoughts on Monica and her arc? I guess in this episode. I mean, she'd be fine to get to see her come out into the character that she was born to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, just, I, I, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. Or I can't wait to see the arc of her figuring out how to use all of her power now. Totally. Right. Because from I don't know too much about the character, but from what I've read, it sounds like she's. When she reaches her full potential, she is pretty overpowered, like Captain Marvel level. Yeah, she was actually Captain Marvel pre uh, Carol Danvers, apparently. So go figure. Mm-hmm. But like the potential she has, was she control like matter around her to some extent? I believe is what I read. I mean, if she has partial reality bending powers through this or some something along those lines, then probably. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that she shoots really powerful energy blasts. So. That's a bad joke that I'm trying to stop myself from making. Uh. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, even if you did, I'll, I'll end up cutting it, but that's just more work for me. <laughs> uh, all right. So then I guess, let's get to the big, the big two issues and then we'll just go into fan theories. Right. Uh, and we can talk about anything after that. All right. So the big two first. Wanda's story arc and what it leads to. Uh, does anyone want to take this? Feel free. Man, I have no idea. <laughs> um, just kind of going back to the beginning of this episode, like, you know, this whole time we're led to believe, okay, she's she's got vision in here. She appears to be, at the very beginning, controlling things and keeping him safe from, you know, whatever has befallen him outside. And, you know, as as the episodes go along, there seems to be blips of things happening that she doesn't have control over. And it seems like, you know, when when Agent Wu was trying to contact her through the radio, it's all this outside stuff trying to reach her. And when we see her not be able to control things, it appears to be, you know, could it be those outside forces trying to get in to reach her do what they think is saving her and we get thrown for that curveball when Pietro shows up yep. as Evan Peters 
who they go, you know. And of course, the distraction is, oh, are we merging the worlds? Are we reaching other dimensions? Is this when the MCU reaches other dimensions? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really just step by step for losing complete control over the situation. You know, having kids, having them age, having them gain powers, everything that this idyllic little 1950s Pleasantville world starts evolving time-wise and she realized that she can't keep up with it she she doesn't really have control over this and everything that she thought she knew is falling apart and as i was saying before she kind of reaches this you know giving up accepting her fate phase where like there's this existential dread comedically delivered somehow that like oh you know sometimes you just expand a a barrier. <laughs> She's just talking about it so flippantly. And then she goes, she mentions that she needs a quarantine-style staycation, which is like, okay, they they worked on this show for a while ago. Like, did they really time this out to just drop this in the middle of us being in a quarantine? <laughs> and did they inside job, Illuminati? <laughs> Kevin Feige is, is inside job. This is all just to get Disney Plus on everyone's, uh, you know, applications. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is all this is all building into the the multiverse. Basically, <laughs> the pandemic's good, and five G is going to transport us into a pandemic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Not even joking anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just, just watching her, you know, get really kind of doom and gloom as the episode goes. You're like, okay like something big is going to happen here because she's starting to realize that she has no control over this. Mm-hmm. So the question of course is who does? And you know, when when she's talking to the camera and then the interviewer responds to her, it's like, you know, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to talk. It's like, you know, but it, that it just reaches that point where like, okay, something's gotta give because all the things happening around her it seems like she never had control over. Like the commercials seem to be reflecting more of her. And we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because that's the last topic. But okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just um, and then all of that dark. It's drifting in that dark direction, and then Agnes says, "Oh, you know, let me let me take take the boys, and uh, you know, I'll leave you. You know, let's let's let uh, mom get some." You know, some alone time, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, Vin, Vin, any thoughts about um, the big reveal, the big A word? Yeah, are we allowed to talk about that or not? Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Alright, so, yeah, she totally turned those kids into the rabbit and the cicada. Oh, did she? I didn't even put that together. Because they disappeared, and then out of nowhere, or wait a minute, no, she had the rabbit to start off with. There was another animal in her house, I can't remember what it was, but she definitely transformed the kids into something. And it makes me also think, going back to whatever episode that was, where they had the dog Sparky and he gets killed. Yeah. That dog was four, I think, I guarantee you. That dog is what? That dog was a human in that little bubble. Oh. I guarantee you. Probably. I mean, that's Disney, though, so they might not go in that direction just because of that. That's the only thing. Yeah, but this is still dark as fuck if it's only getting darker, man. That's true, but like, 
like I see this happening in um, something DC property related, like in um, Doom Patrol. There's a scene where everyone isn't. It's kind of similar where everyone's not who you think it is, and I guess to put it in simple terms, they decide to rip up a bunch of cop pinatas. Except that's what the Doom Patrol sees. Realistically, they're they're probably just they're just regular cops. Yeah, it's like oh. <laughs> Oh, so like when you see them ripping the insides, it's like, oh, it's funny. It's like, oh, that's some person uh, that that I can see DC doing. Uh, Disney does. They tend to shy away from that. They, they tend to keep it PG friendly. So All right, well, when it finally comes out that she's turning people into bugs and animals and shit like that, I'm going to tell you I told you so. I mean, I can see them doing that, but I don't see them like killing them gratuitously. Then again, I don't know, because we have the Lago situation, yeah, right? Yeah, What's up? It's not like they killed the dog on camera, Sparky. He died off camera. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, like... And the rabbit was episode two. Agnes comes over outside, when she's outside, and she says, oh, it's, you know, for the magic show. And the rabbit runs inside the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just bit watch this from start to finish. I keep... You know, there's so many different little clues that you like miss along the way. Hundred percent, and I've had lots. I went back and watched episode two right after I watched this because I feel like a lot of the suspicions that I had going back to episode two kind of like were all fleshed out. Yeah, for me. I like that they set it up so that it seemed like it wasn't going to be Agatha Harkness for a while. Yes. Um, because like it, it I think we all. What's up? It's almost the same kind of gaslighting that everybody or that. Uh, Wanda's doing to Vision. This is what Agatha's been doing to Wanda. A hundred percent. I love it because they make it seem like she's the obvious choice, like the obvious person of the reference, and then they do such a great job in the middle here, where it's like I was honestly thinking, all right, it's guess it's not her because you know because of the last episode where she you know you felt for her when Vision saw her on the edge of town, but this just brought it full circle. It was like, oh, I see what you did here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's amazing because when you go back, you know, you you take the traditional fifties and sixties and you know TV show tropes and everything. Oh, she's the nosy neighbor. That's what she's listed on as the cast to begin with is nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. And then oh, it's Agnes. Oh, that kind of sounds a lot like Agatha, but it's just you know, and and that's one of the things I feel like that was hinted at the whole time because if you're basing everything off the expect expectation that Wanda Maximoff has created this this place to keep vision safe like why a tv show and why what you know you're creating this scenario where you have to hide your identities and you're constant who creates that scenario and then includes a constantly nosy neighbor that keeps coming over at inopportune times when you're trying to hide your identities mm-hmm. like the first episode there's the dinner party that's going as a disaster and she comes over oh let me help and like no 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 it's it's fine you know, go. She keeps coming over when they don't necessarily want her there, and she just keeps butting in. And through the whole time, you know, she's like all upbeat and cheery, like everybody else is. But she laughs a lot, and she's cracking jokes. But she's very much just kind of looking at them all and like laughing because, like, I'm in on the joke and you're not. <laughs> yeah, and like even in the Halloween episode, she's dressed as a witch and she cackles. It's like that she's been calling us out this whole time. It's the best part about it, and it's brilliant because. Everybody was speculating. You read all the, the chatter online. It was like, oh, it's her, it's her, it's her. And then after that episode, oh, well, maybe it's not. 
But if you go back to episode two, and the thing that always got me suspicious is along my, my theory of why would you create this this town and have a nosy neighbor that's constantly coming in and butting in and putting you in these weird scenarios where that episode two, she comes over, she gives her the rabbit for the magic show, and then they walk down the street and she, uh, to Dottie, to, she, she's warning him before they go visit Dottie for like the planning meeting by the pool. She's like, oh, everything goes through Dottie around here. And so that made me really suspicious of Dottie, like almost like she's deflecting attention away from her. Mm -hmm. And then when they're at the poolside meeting um, and Dottie is criticizing uh, Bev about the chairs or whatever, you know, setting things up, uh, Dottie goes, the devil's in the details. And uh, Agnes goes, that's not the only place he is very knowingly and and it's a quick throwaway line and there's laugh track almost interrupting her for finishing the line so like it kind of buries it in the the idea of the show like oh she's just you know saying funny things but like she's telling you very upfront in episode two like i know what's going on and you know specifically going out of your way to say that's not the only place he is referring to the devil and then boom laugh track like you know they're telling you right from the beginning but they throw in that like you said the gaslighting so so you so you buy into the this is mephisto yeah yeah okay absolutely do you think pietro is mephisto there's the other question he's disguised himself as pietro but it's definitely mephisto there's no doubt in my mind all right yes because like because he does have the devilish uh hairdo in the last episode i think Dottie might be a witch in part of the coven yeah, a lot of like a lot of people like I wrote an article about it um, for this actually like maybe four or five episodes ago that there's a the big theory that everyone here is um, a lot of the people involved have magical powers or are magic users and they're all kind of locked in for some different reason nobody knows why. If it's a Mephisto, that that could be it. There could be some weird scheme going on there. Well, because everyone knows that New Jersey is such a magical place. Oh my God, Vin! It never occurred to me until you just said that. Why we're in New Jersey? Oh. The Jersey place on Earth, goddammit. I just realized, like, I it didn't click into my head. We're in Jersey because it's the Jersey Devil. This is all Mephisto. You're right. Fuck. We're also we're also in New Jersey because apparently, and I didn't know this. Kevin Feige. How do you say his last name? Feige. I never know. Feige. Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige went to West. He was born in Massachusetts in Boston, but he went to. What he grew up in Westfield, and he went to like Westfield High School. No way! Yeah, I, I just found this out recently, and I was like, "Huh?" And everyone's like, "Oh, Westview is a is a fun little reference to to uh, Kevin Feige, Feige." However you say his last name, Kevin's uh, what growing up in Westfield. I was like, "No, it's the Devil, and it's the Jersey Devil." I'm wearing my New Jersey Devils jersey <laughs> to commemorate the occasion because it's him. <laughs> it's always been him. It was hinted at in episode two. Maybe episode one. I gotta go back and watch episode one because I feel like it's there too. But episode two, I was like, okay, boom, it's Mephisto. <laughs> I mean, I I thought so too, and then I pivoted away, and now, and like for a while, I thought it was gonna be Wanda, and now it just seems like it's Mephisto. Uh, do you guys think Kevin Smith is gonna be <laughs> the, the <laughs> devil? But you know what's really interesting now that you're bringing up the Westfield point is when you go to the downtown area. I mean, if you go anywhere in Westfield, it's like the perfect idyllic. Uh, United States, you know, there's the main street and everything like that, the downtown area and all the big houses. 
upset this in, in that town. I think they filmed it right there, right? Yeah. It does look a little very similar. Um, and as people who live in New Jersey, all three of us, and have been there, it's, it's like, yeah, it's blatant. Um, all right, I'm going to go pivot into this, and then we can go into fan theories. Um, so there, this is a big topic for me personally. Um, last week, I wrote in my piece and even talked a little bit about it on the podcast, which we thought was bullshit, but ends up ended up being 100% true, the commercials in WandaVision. And um, not only was I hardcore adamant about it, well, the funny thing is, is it's not even my theory, it's Chris Chris Peruzzi, thank you for being a guest earlier, it's uh, something he mentioned to me that I then adapted, and then pitched around even to, to some outlets, I'm not going to go too farther into that, but um, the commercials in WandaVision, thus far we've seen uh, the, the, the Strucker watch, the, um, the Hydra Soak cube, the uh the paper towels, the Lagos paper towels. That one kind of threw me off, and I'm still researching on that one. From the incident in Lagos where she blew up the building, right? Yeah, but there's a common thread here, which I th- like. At first, I thought it was kind of laughable last week, but then this week's episode put it all together. Um, last week we also had the uh, that animated thing, uh, the uh, the shark. He can't eat, and he's going hungry. Yeah, and he, he ends up dying. And but you also see the shark dive into the water in a similar fashion to some of the characters in the MCU who dove for that particular situation. Um, what I'm referencing, of course, uh, for nerds who are Google searching shit, is that every commercial is an Infinity Stone. And at first, it sounded like an an insane theory, but it all ties together. And this one kind of sealed the deal for that theory. Like this is it. Like all of them have an Infinity Stone. Lagos being the one that's kind of a stretch. Um, did you guys? What's up? How does the Nexus anything to do with an Infinity, infinity Stone? Like reality Stone. Is the red, the red pill? Yeah, that's what I thought first, but then if you listen to the dialogue, change your reality to what it will, to what you want it to be. Or, or I'm sorry, try to fix your reality to... Reality of your choice. Yeah, reality of your choice, or change it to what you want yeah. it to be. And I'm like, that's the Reality Stone. There, There is actually one for each, for... What's up? No, because like, it doesn't make sense to me. well, we don't we don't know. Yeah, they they already did each one. That's the thing. Like at first, I didn't buy it either, but then it actually ties together. And if you look it up, uh, it it actually fits perfectly. I don't know what context that means though in the overall show, but it is really cool. I think that they they've been throwing it in our faces the entire time. Obviously, also the commercials have to do with Wanda's trauma and history, but it's cool that each one has an Infinity Stone. So there, there's the to break it down. There's a Tony Stark toaster, the uh, the Toastmate one, but it's in the shape of Vision's head, and the one colorful piece is the Mind Stone, where Vision's head's supposed to be. You have the Space Stone with Hydra Soak, where it says you can go to anywhere, quote unquote, and the the soap itself is a uh, the Tesseract, which is the Space Stone. Um, you have the Baron von Strucker watch, which is like the timepiece, and it's very obviously the Time Stone. Um, this week, so this is, this is what, well, we talked about it. This week sold the deal with the reality stone because it's like change your reality to what it will. Um, what else am I missing? What's up? The kid is the soul stone. The soul stone. Because, um, when you see the shark dive with the yogurt or dive back into the water, it's similar to the exact motions that, um, Black Widow and, and Hawkeye do when they dive and sacrifice themselves. Uh, on top of the fact that, um, when he melts into a skull, Red Skull. 
uh, you have to sacrifice yourself for the thing, and it's it's very much all callbacks to the Soul Stone. Like visually, it's like on point too, which is kind of creepy. Um, what's up? Dude, I mean, it, it fits, though. It fits, like, it really fits perfectly. Um, and then... The, what's up? Yeah. The only one that's weird is, um, that I can't explain at this point, though, is, um, Lagos Paper Towels, and, uh... <laughs> well, that one is supposed to be the Reality Stone, so that... I'm sorry, not the Reality Stone, the Power Stone, so, like, trying... That one's kind of weird. But, yeah. So it feels like the show itself is out of her control. She thinks she's in control, but she's not. And the commercials almost feel like her inner memories or, you know, trauma, like you were saying, is, like, interrupting the show, basically. It's the thing getting through. Yeah. I just... I agree with you on that. Yeah. I just think it's cool that there's Infinity Stones for each one. I know everyone's like, eh, I don't know. It, I think I think this theory holds true, but we'll we'll find out yeah, by the last day. Connections, just like and and I didn't completely understand until I saw the soap thing and the shape of it. You know, it's not shaped like a typical soap box; it's shaped like the cube. Yeah, like, oh, that's a weird shape for a soap box. <laughs> yeah, and if you if you look at the melting kid who turns into a skull, he he's he's just red skull. <laughs> like it 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 fits too well for it to be a coincidence, but we'll we'll see we'll see in the next two. Um. Were there any other f- weird fan theories about what the commercials mean or, or anything else in the show that you guys want to talk about before we just full-blown open it up to what we think is going on, etc.? I, I just want to talk about how much I think it's really, really hilarious that when the FBI and the members of S.W.O.R.D. and whatever government members are there, when they get sucked inside of the hex, they turn into a bunch of clowns. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's knowing who's in control. It's almost like them, okay. people in control, thumbing their nose at <laughs> authorities. Like, there's not, you know, your your guns aren't going to work. Your suits aren't going to get in. Like, we're in control here, and you know, you guys are a joke, basically. <laughs> trying to understand this. <laughs> Sorry, I just took it all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> And when they were at the carnival or the circus, I was like looking in the background, like, is there some color scheme or some arrangement of things that's like hints? I was looking for like hints in there, and I wasn't seeing anything. So it's just like, oh, it's, maybe it's just saying that all the authorities are clowns and they can't, they can't stop this. I think that's really what it was. I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. It was very funny. Yeah. All right. So Easter eggs, references, um, thoughts, I guess, on the series. Anything that's happened at all? Anything you want to talk about, really, about One Division? I just really liked the scene when Agnes gives Wanda her alone time and then we see the boys over there and she's sitting in between them and, you know, she's like, you know, asking the one boy, you know, Penny Free Thoughts and he's like, I like it here. Like, oh, that's good. And, you know, what, what does he say? You know, it's quiet. Yeah. And then she looks at, he looks at, her and says, you know, you're, you're quiet on the inside. I'm like, okay, that's creepy. <laughs> well, he's the one that can read minds, right? Is is it? Yeah, because he remember he knew, he was the one that figured out that uh, Vision got outside of the hex. That makes sense. <laughs> that was, that, that's when he like immediately received his uh, abilities. But I, I think he's going to just be like hyper powered if he's not dead. <laughs> Maybe they're all dead. 
That would kind of make sense. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the kids or where they went. I'm fascinated by like what the animals are and represent. Because you were talking about you know them being people. Because was wasn't the the rabbit in the, in his lap at that in that scene? Yeah, yeah, I messed that one up. <laughs> but yeah, but but the the rabbit keeps popping up. Like that's got to be something, or is it just because she's a witch? She has magic stuff, I mean, or that's the and the ability. Oh, okay. That makes oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That that's it. Then you know the, the fertility that you know she has two boys, and there's this rabbit around, and they just spring up that quickly. But yeah, what's the bug then? That's that's what's interesting. Oh, no, I can't tell. I feel like there's symbology behind all of either that or I'm losing my mind and going schizophrenic uh, and looking way too deep into every little detail. But I feel like they're hiding a lot of details for a reason. You know what I mean? There's, there's symbology behind everything that's going on. Right. We'll find out by next episode what's going on, I guarantee you. Yeah, totally. I, uh... The scene in general was just so creepy. And, you know, she... She just like puts her arms around them, like, "Oh, you know, don't worry about it. everything's, you know, you're fine." And it's like clearly it's not. <laughs> Everything's getting far more ominous. And then, of course, you know, Wanda saying, "Where are the kids?" Oh, I think they're downstairs. <laughs> Do you guys think the kids are real? That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, how they got made. I don't mean like dirty way or anything like that. But you know the theories about them being fragments of the soul stone. Yeah, yeah. That, which would make sense, because the Agatha thing and the, the Mephisto thing with the comics, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it certainly seems like it's going that way. Also, is it wrong with the Agnes is kind of hot? Or Agatha Harkness? Not really. Um, wasn't she, like... I'm trying to remember. She was a f- actress back in the day, right? Um, she's She's been a, in a bunch been. of, like, comedies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm glad that it's her that she is who everybody thought she was because you know she is a really funny actress and like I was just like please let there be more of her she's so funny <laughs> yeah no same here um what is it uh yeah uh I, I'm actually theoried out what about you guys <laughs> no. um what is, um I guess going back to uh the the episode that Pietro first appeared, did did everybody like figure that out beforehand, or was that a complete surprise when when he just showed up at the door? I think that was to stop the fight and between uh, Wanda and Vision, and to keep Vision from questioning what's actually going on. That was the representation right. of whoever's really pulling the strings, and I don't think it's just Agatha. I think it's gonna be Mephisto, and it might be more than that, but who knows? Because when he first appeared, they showed like him from behind, and I saw silver hair. And for some reason, I was thinking, old Magneto? <laughs> that was my first thing. I was like, oh, Magneto's here for some reason? And then, but then you show Evan Peters. I'm like, oh, okay. And see, I feel like this is another um, Marvel trying to trick us at first, of course, you know, because everybody's like, oh, the, the world's emerging and we've, we're getting X Men and everything. But I feel like. You know, like like we were been talking. You know, it's he's probably Mephisto, and you guys saw the the after credits, right? From today, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I didn't realize that it was there, and I had to just go back and watch it. 
I was going to, I was just going to watch it like normal and just turn off the credits because there's like eight minutes of credits every time. And my wife texted me that she read somewhere. She's like, oh, there's there's mid-credit scenes. I was like, thank God. Thank God you texted me that because I would have skipped right over it. And it's like, oh, okay. So we see Monica, you know, outside the house being suspicious. And then, of course, we see Pietro pop up and say, Snooper's going to snoop. And, <laughs> and then it just ends. And it's like, you know, that ends more, okay, he's in on it, he's bad, and he's super fast, you know, so at least so he can sneak up on them. So, of course, this is, you know, I I think, you know, and of course, there's still two episodes left, so they could be hinting at it, and everybody seems to think it's Peter. What'd you say? It better be longer than a half an hour just breaking my balls. Yeah. It's weird because yeah. they, they so said that like, they rumored that it was going to be an hour long each episode. They met last three, but they lied. This yeah. one was like 37, but the last seven minutes were like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Credits and all that. <laughs> Yo, those credits are really long. Yeah. Jesus. There's the RC Marvel credit, then there's the black and white credit. <laughs> <laughs> um. But like I, I like that the um they did the the mid cut um post credit scene here because that was actually introduced in the years uh the two thousand years, two thousand eight with Iron Man, right? So um the fact that they did Stingers and introduced it in this era made total sense. I was like, Oh, that's right, because this isn't when you guys started doing that. Um it's also weird admitting that this MCU is that old. Um it's like what, thirteen now? So yeah. <laughs> I did not pick up on that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the the styles change with the era, and like stingers were very much the thing. So like, probably expect more stingers for the next episode, and then I guess the finale wouldn't have a stinger, but who knows? Maybe it'll have a stinger for um for um what's it called um the uh, multiverse of madness movie? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then so we got to talk about the book. Uh, the episode when you had was it Chris on? Didn't he touch on the book? Yeah, yeah. So I have no idea from the comics and everything. Like, so what is it exactly? Are we speculating? Um, it's if I'm. Um the the book the Agatha's book in her um in her crazy dungeon her spell dungeon whatever we want to call it. Oh yeah. Though um it's basically if I remember right it's the Darkhold, and the only reason I know that is because the video games. Um and it's it's what's up. Dark hole? Duh, with a D, but yeah. <laughs> um, but then, uh, it's supposed to be like the Necronomicon, or their version of the Necronomicon of some sort, so. Okay. Yeah. It's like a book of crazy dark spells and, and stuff, and like one of the most powerful items in, in the, uh, in the MCU. Or, I'm sorry, the Marvel Universe, so. Um, I actually don't know anything more than that, except I'm excited to see it. Uh, but also, it also confirms, though, if, if that's the case, that this is all magic-related, right? Which I guess makes sense, because Doctor Strange already entered that um, possibility. Uh, but now we're going down that rabbit hole, right? Because Agatha is officially Witch Agatha, who's been pulling the strings and stuff. So, interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about, or...? I guess just, uh, well, do you think we've already seen dimensions breached in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or was that 
Kitro just a trick, or has it happened already? I don't know. I think that Mephisto has a manifestation of a um, memory that came out of Wanda's head. Yeah, I don't know. Um, especially because, uh, what is it? Um, it's, it seems like it's too obvious of, a, of an opportunity to introduce the Fox universe. So I, I do think we'll see a bridge of some sort here. Um, yeah. Okay. This is my theory. I have very little information to support it so far. But <laughs> other than Marvel likes to do this thing where they bring up people and they're like, hey, this person was actually involved in previous movies. Like, when they do Mysterio in Far From Home, like, they put him at the scene of, like, Tony Stark. Isn't that from, like, Civil War, the beginning of Civil War or something? I believe so, something like that. And then, like, I want to say, wasn't it the, the main bad guy from the, the actor in Iron Man 3? His name escapes me at the moment. Didn't they put him, like, <laughs> somewhere in one or two that he like met him somewhere Ben wanted to Ben Kingsley right or no not, not Ben Kingsley the, the other guy uh, the scientist that is that uh, guy Pierce yeah but I think that was all part of the same one I think that was all part of the same movie wasn't it it might have been like they, they showed like they showed him like with classes or something before yeah but that was still part of the same movie okay okay yes so they like doing this thing where oh you know, things happened already, and, like, this person is just showing up now. My my out-there theory, based solely on that, and the appearance of one person, makes me think that the dimensions have already been breached somehow, in that at the end of the, was it the first Tom Holland Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson, from the other Spider-Man universe, is there. <laughs> That's true. It's a slightly different... And, and everybody's like, oh, that's a fun, that's a fun, like, throwback. And it's like, yeah, but Marvel also plans all this stuff, like, years in advance mm-hmm. that we've seen. So, like, not necessarily that he's, like, a central figure and that he's, like, a, a being that travels, that J. Jonah Jameson has, like, time travel or dimension hopping abilities or anything. But, like, it's been breached already because he's already there. And now we're talking about, oh, this Spider-Man is going to be in it and this Spider-Man is going to be in it. All these people, and didn't for a time they were talking about uh, what's his name being Miles. I know it's not helpful when I just oh uh, Donald Glover as Miles Morales. Donald Glover, yeah. yeah. So like, but that too. Donald Glover was already in there. They could easily go back and be like, you know what, Donald Glover is actually Miles Morales, and you know the dimensions oh, have been breached, and <laughs> there's there's holes that other characters are leaking into. We just saw, you know, we saw um, Endgame then bring everybody back from the snap and all these holes open and a billion people come from all over the place like maybe holes have been opened from other places and people are just sliding in and that's how we get J. Jonah Jameson and that's how we get Miles <laughs> Morales and, and they've, they've planned this all in advance and you're going to be like oh I recognize this that person from this other super, superhero property yeah it's because of the holes from all the snaps <laughs> and the, and this is all just you know th- this is all Mephisto and this is magic and Evan Peters we're not bridging the X-Men and everything we're not doing all that because it's already happening and characters are already being leaked in from other places and they're just waiting for them to actually claim these properties from 
<laughs> from from Fox and all the other places. While I I love that theory, while I do love this theory, Gordon, how do you explain Stan Lee if that's the case? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the earliest clue is that he's hopping through all these places. How does he do it? Multiple dimensions. It's possible. I'm waiting for the Stan Lee uh, cameo in WandaVision. They can't anymore. He's sadly gone. They confirmed the last... The this, last... Is, this is like fucking interdimensional shit. Bring him back. I mean, they'd have to, see, they'd have to do a CGI Stanley every time Bring if that's back. the case. Bring him back. Uh, Doom his corpse. Bring him back. <laughs> I do wonder who's going to do the uh, the cameo, though, if that's the case. Um, Kevin... Kevin, what's his name? Kevin Feige. <laughs> Kevin Feige. Feige. <laughs> Fage. Fage. Like uh, fage. Kevin Fagee. Fagee. <laughs> also, uh, applaud to uh, to Vinny for Gordon how many times that you said the word holes and Vin didn't make a snarky comment. Going in and out of these big old like we're, we're kids again um all right uh on that note final thoughts on wandavision um yeah make it longer <laughs> yeah that's yeah that, that's my second complaint my two complaints there's too much stuff to keep track of easter eggs going way over my head and yeah make make this longer because the last few episodes like me and my wife sat down we like ordered dinner had it delivered so we could sit down and watch the episode together and then it's over, and we're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> we're, still, we're still waiting on our dinner. It's still yet. Now let's, I don't know, let's watch like, Criminal Minds or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. between episodes. Having a 25-minute episode is, is absurd. It is, yeah. I mean, like, when you add commercials, that is the length of, a, of an episode, though, for most sitcoms. It was like 22 minutes. We're paying a premium for this shit. I know. I do I do expect the last ones. The money that they spent just to film, like, all the, what the act, just what the actors are getting paid, and all the crew and the special effects people are getting paid, and then just put a short episode out like that. Like, I've, obviously Disney has the money to pull it off, but it just feels like, you know. Give us a little something more. <laughs> I think about because like, yeah, like when I think about the Mandalorian, and um, they finished shooting in like February of 2020, like before all the pandemic really, you know, started, and um, and then they didn't actually get to release till October, and apparently it's because of all the CGI that they, they had to develop in editing um, from literally March till. Uh, like just September, I guess, is all just adding CGI and, and digitally editing. Um, but then I think about like what they added for that season in particular with the um, with Mark Hamill. That must have taken fucking ages to do, honestly. It didn't look like shit. It didn't I, look like shit. I thought it looked cool, but uh, yeah. Didn't they say like they ran out of money in the budget? Yeah, that's probably what happened. Uh, well, there goes the budget. This is as good as we got. <laughs> Sorry, Marky. <Yeah. laughs> Gonna have to make do. <laughs> 
They, they, it's Sebastian Stan, come on. Yeah, I was going to say, they should have just got Sebastian Stan. They bought a wig and a suit from the Halloween store and just threw it on him like, go crazy. <laughs> Are you guys excited for the inevitable uh, Star Wars Marvel crossover? No. <laughs> it's, it's going to. Wait, just wait for the Guardians of the Galaxy to be like, where are we? Dumpster fire of an idea. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea. I still haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, so I'm way back. Oh, dude, no, no, no. Gordon, just stop what you're doing and just watch. When you watch WandaVision and it ends too early and you're still trying to get dinner, watch Mandalorian. That's, that's what we need to do. Yeah, dude. I keep seeing the casting for it. I'm like, oh, this person's great. Oh, this person's great. Oh, Gina Carano. She was great in Haywire. I love Gina Carano. And then I see all the stuff that's all crap. I was like, crap. Yes, crap. I love Gina, I loved Gina Carano in, in Haywire. And I bite you in the ass, man. I was excited. I was excited to see her in The Mandalorian. Now I'm upset that I'm not going to see her in The Mandalorian. But I guess... I guess that happens when when you post things on social media. (laughs) (laughs) The goddamn liberal media takes over. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, On that note, uh, great episode of Wandavision. Very entertaining. Uh, Exciting to see where where it um where it's going to go. Only two episodes left. Hopefully, one of those is going to be an hour. Um, very interesting that we went full circle with, with Agatha Harkness, and it, it seems like it is going to be Mephisto. Still adamantly believe that the Infinity Stones are the commercials, but we'll all find out uh, starting next week and, and stuff in the last the last two. Um, guys, is there anywhere people can follow you that you or anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I don't know, you can check out my stupid music on my Instagram, Minicam Music. It's good stuff. I love it. Hmm? Um, I'm looking to get into streaming more. And I have a Twitch account. It's FunkyDef22, F-U-N-K-Y-D-E-F-22. Thinking of, you know, doing some video games, doing some hockey stuff, stuff like that. Dude, I'll definitely follow you. Um, yeah, and I'm Christian. You know me. I host these things, and I'm at theworkprint.com. Um, XN underscore Angelus on Twitter and Instagram and Christian Angelus writer on Facebook. Um, and I think endless underscore 13 on Twitch. Apparently I'm doing that now. And, um, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys. It was dope having a small Blackwater jam reunion here. (laughs) Next time we should get Sean to join in. And, um, yeah. What's up? And crazy P. Oh God. I forgot about that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can tell the hesitation in my voice. <laughs> if Pete's listening right now, he's just going to be like, those stupid fucks doing things without me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and have a wonderful week. And here are Vin's. Oh, wait, no, actually, his credit, his music credits come in the beginning. Anyway. <laughs> Have, have a good week. Well, That's that was all. You? Yeah, that was him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And that's it. We uh, it's about fifty-eight minutes, roughly. So good job, guys. You gotta cut all of that, don't we? <laughs> What's up? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Taking the bold stance of she was great and they were. It's like, and now the podcast is canceled. Uh, did you do that intentionally?